We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With that, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Is it? Man, how did we get 51 minutes out of that that topic? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm always ready for rapid fire, Sean. We might have technically only got 40 because we were talking about dentists and Tom Cruise for a while. About that part. But still, <laughs> fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame is selling tickets to the home opener against Tennessee State for 50 bucks right now. A great opportunity for people who don't normally get to go to a Notre Dame game to be in the stands. I mean, I as much as I really dislike the scheduling of not Tennessee State in particular, but you know, the FCS team, this does give an opportunity for people to go to games that haven't been able to go to games. And so I'll try to look for the silver lining and look at it that way. And that appears to be what's happening because the big the big dogs don't want to go to that game. I get it. I wouldn't want to travel to, into town to go to that game either. So I've complained ad nauseum about the fact that they have priced the local people out of the market. This is their opportunity to go to a game. Is it a great game? Nope, it's not. But it's an opportunity to go and watch these guys in person. So you know what? 50 bucks. I think that's fairly doable for a family. Fairly. I wouldn't be spending 50 bucks a person for my whole family to go to a Notre Dame football game. But I think at least gets it into the reasonable zone. Yeah, John says baloney. And, you know, look, the points you made are absolutely right. You know, because we've seen people say, well, it costs too much to go to a Notre Dame game. And obviously the premium games like USC and Ohio State, you're not going to get tickets for 50 bucks. If you haven't been to a game, this is your opportunity to go to a, you know, to go to a game like a few years back, we went back to Kansas for Christmas, and both of my kids were born in Lawrence, Kansas, where the you know my my and my wife's alma mater, and we took them to see Kansas versus Omaha, you know. And was it a great opponent? No, it wasn't a great opponent. But was the atmosphere inside Allen Fieldhouse a Kansas basketball game? Sure. Yes, and both my kids loved it. They had never got to experience <laughs> that before. And it's like, you know, it's part of it is the experience. 
So if you want to go, 50 bucks is a really good price to go. That's like what prices were 20 plus years ago when I right. first got to town, when like most tickets with the exception of the ones, you know, 50 yard line and, you know, down, you know, the high roller section and all that, you could get a ticket for 50 bucks. Well, it's that, you know, again, that was 20 plus years ago. You can't now, but it also does speak to the demand for a game like this. You know, it's the first time they've ever played an FCS opponent. And I know they've tried to spin it, you know, in a lot of different yeah. directions. Yes, they have. There's only 47 days to go. And they started this three days ago when it, when it was 50 days to go until the home opener, 50, you know, 50 days to go. So we're selling tickets for 50 bucks. Look, there's not a lot of demand for it. And, uh, you know, so part of that is what you get. I'll be really curious to see if they can sell it out. I hope they can, but you know, again, just what you said, if, if you've been complaining because it costs too much to go to a game and you want to go to a game, get your tickets for 50, you know, for two people, a hundred bucks, yeah. that's less than a Cubs game. I think right now. So I'm sure it is. Take advantage of it if you haven't yeah. been and you want to go. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Vince, a poll of NFL coaches, executives, and scouts ranks Notre Dame alum Zach Martin as the number one interior lineman in the NFL, while fellow Irish alum Quentin Nelson ranks number three in this poll. So my question is, do you care to rethink having Quentin Nelson number one on your recent all-time ranking of Notre Dame players? I do not. Because NFL has nothing to do with Notre Dame. So, I still think Quentin Nelson had a better career at Notre Dame than Zach Martin did. But at the same time, I love Zach Martin. I love I loved Zach you Martin. I love Zach you, Martin. <laughs> and I know you love Zach Martin probably more for what he's doing post-Notre Dame than he, what he did during Notre Dame. That's not fair. I love him for both. <laughs> <laughs> Your love is skewed. <laughs> But I still think Quentin Nelson was a better Notre Dame player than Zach Martin. Now, you're splitting hairs here. But an NFL poll is not going to sway me, Sean Styers. It's not going to do it. This is why, you know, the criteria that we used when we did those rankings on Friday were like, you were looking at basically the last 25-ish years. Yeah. I was looking all time, you know, and like, Someone posted, you know, after the fact over the weekend, you should have done a pre 
2000 and a post 2000. Well, even if we did that, you're still talking about 23 years of football versus almost 100 years of football, you know, before that, even if you break it down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like that. But, you know, Quentin Nelson is obviously very good. I found it interesting. Joe Thune from the Kansas City Chiefs sandwiched in between hmm. Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson. Quentin was number one in the poll they did last year. Here's what they said. Here's a quote from an AFC scout. Maybe a bit harsh, but the tape was not good. He's talking about Quentin Nelson. The whole Colts line was bad and overpaid last year. And this is why Quentin Nelson falls from number one, not just to number two, but to number three on this. They ranked 27th in total offense, despite three linemen, Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and tackle Braden Smith playing on contracts worth a combined $200 million last year. Um, they went on to say, he must have been more hurt than he let on because I refuse to believe suddenly he became a bad player. One right. other NFL person. And I completely agree with that. There was a lot going on with their team last year. A lot of issues mm -hmm. around him. And, you know, and I, I can agree with that. But like Zach Martin, you know, a couple of years ago, he had, you know, he's been, you know, dealing with some some injuries of his own. He has still remained very consistent. He's the most consistent interior lineman, I would argue in the NFL. He's five years older than Quentin Nelson, you know, so he's, right. he's been around the block a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit banged up. And that's what, here's a, an, uh, a high ranking NFL executive on Zach Martin. He's maybe declined physically a little bit due to age, but he's so smart and so instinctive that he makes up for any physical shortcoming. And I think that that's probably the difference between, you know, Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson, you know, like, Quentin Nelson impresses everybody because of the sheer size and some of the, you know, just behemoth type, you know, like all the, you know, like, like the gift type plays and stuff that he makes like Zach Martin doesn't have a bunch of those that show up, but he's just so technically sound sure. and the experience that he has, I think puts him ahead of, of so many other guys. I, I think, you know, again, like, because he doesn't have that sheer mass that Quentin Nelson has and some of the pancakes and stuff like that, he doesn't jump out and impress a lot of people the same way. But when you sit back and look at him, I think he's given up one sack in his entire, you know, career so far. So he's doing pretty you can't well. argue with it. You can't argue with the success that Zach Martin has had. He is an all timer. He's a he's a pro bowler. I just think if Nelson is your number one, Zach has got to be in there somewhere. But you're trying to say that's fair. No, okay. That's fair. Pro doesn't count. I I I will. I'm looking at my list because it's still on the same piece of paper as my list for today. Uh -huh. And you're right; he should he should be somewhere on this list. I will I will give you that. So I I will say that I left him off the list, but I still think Quentin Nelson is number one. All right. I mean, I can't argue with Quentin, especially if you're just going like the last however many years you put it, basically in half of your lifetime or something like that. So. More than half. I went 92, you, 93. 92, yeah, present. so like 30 years, less yeah. 30 years, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the Texas Longhorns have an over-under win total of nine and a half. There we go. In their final season in the Big 12 this year. So let's predict their record. All right. Do you want me to, you want me to go all the way through the schedule, or do you want do and, and then like, or do you want to go a game at a time? Oh, okay, yeah, let's go off. each game and we'll say win or loss or okay. push or whatever we do. All right. They host they host rice. That should be a win. 
Going W? Okay. Yes, I am. So that's one. At Alabama. That should be a loss. Yeah, they lost by a point last year. Really good game in Austin. They impressed some people with it. And by the way, we should say Texas was eight and five last year. Okay. Again, they, they have an over-under of nine and a half this season. Okay. So we agree. Mm-hmm. Lose at Alabama. They're one and one now. Okay. They host Wyoming. Win. W? Okay. W. So now they're two and one. Now they go to Baylor. Now this is this is where because they're, they're getting they're in obviously into their Big Twelve schedule now, and so right, th- this is where things get a little interesting. And I I will I will be the first to admit I am not one hundred percent familiar with every single team in the Big Twelve. Is Baylor going to be good this year, Sean Styers? And it's uh, at Baylor. That's a good question. There are like so many eight and five teams in the Big yeah. Twelve yeah. <laughs> last year. You know, yeah. And what, you know, what Dave Aranda and Baylor is going to be year in and year out. They're basically equal with Texas right now. They really shouldn't be equal with Texas, but this is kind of a toss up. So do you want to, do you want to call this one a toss up? We'll call this one a push for for now. now. For now. push. So we've got two, one, and one right now. So what are your Jayhawks bringing back? They're going to bring back a lot. Okay. And, you know, they, they, they've got, one of the quarterbacks, Jalen Daniels guy, you know, like he's ranked up there with, with, you know, a lot of people with the quarterbacks in the country, the whole thing. I think they're going to defense is their biggest thing. They could, they figured some things out offensively last year. They were a horrible defensive team. Got to get better. Texas just blew the doors off them last year after Kansas actually beat Texas in Austin two years ago where this game is. As much as I want to call this for Kansas because of the fact that it's in Austin, I think I've got to lean toward the Longhorns. Fair. Yeah. Okay, so we've got three, one, and one, right? Okay. The the, the last one is the is the Baylor push for right now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What about Oklahoma? I I hate to say this, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in Brent Venables as a head coach. Uh, I think Texas probably wins this game, even though this is a big one. And I don't know that Texas can win the big one yet. I I am going to take Texas in this one. What's interesting is one OU had won four straight games against the Longhorns before last year in six of the last seven in the Red River. But Texas just lambasted them 49 to nothing last year. But that was actually kind of the turning point for Oklahoma afterwards. After they lost that game, they actually started winning some games Yeah. afterwards, which makes this, you know, even more perplexing. But I tend to agree with what you're saying. Like, I'm not really big on Brent Venables yeah. as a head coach right now. He was a great defensive coordinator. Sure. I just I feel like that was his ceiling, though. I, yeah, I don't some see coordinators two, just aren't good. Yeah. I don't see year two being a whole lot better for him, especially yeah. bringing in, you know, like Houston and BYU and some of these teams. So I'm going to say Texas wins it as well for the second yeah. year in a row. So that's what, 4-1-1 one, and one now, right? Yeah. Now they go to Houston, which was an 8-5 I mean, team last year. Yeah, I mean, all these new – the new teams that are coming in, um, they don't play all of them, do they? No. Um, Most, but not all. Okay, so I will say that they will uh, win against Houston. I think they will as well. Houston lost to both Kansas and Texas Tech 
last year. And I think that this is going to be kind of a wake-up call for the Cougars coming into the Big 12 <laughs> this season. Yeah. BYU, another 8-5 and five team. <sighs> See, the thing about BYU is you just never know what they're going to be bringing to the table. I know. I. It's at Austin. By the way, Houston is a win, so that gives them five wins. Okay. As of right now. BYU is they're playing at Texas. They're they're playing at Austin. Um so I'll take Texas in this one, but I would not be in any way surprised to see BYU win this game. I know because the thing with Texas is until they actually are back, they're going to lose games yeah. that you think they're going to win. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, yep. that's part of the problem of Texas, regardless of who the head coach is, right? Like, and that's, that's and that's the thing about these last five teams, I would say. I know. And I, it's like, take your pick. I can't tell you which one they're going to lose to, but I almost guarantee they're going to lose two of those. Going to lose, by the way, yeah. Going to lose. You know what I mean? That's your loan words. They're going to lose at least two of those. That's right. I agree. That, that, that's how, and I, I don't know which one. I, I honestly don't. It could be BYU. It could be Kansas State. It could be TCU. I don't think they're going to lose to Iowa State, but it could be Texas Tech. I mean, they're going to lose two of those last five. That's what I'll say. I say they lose two of those last five. Yeah, so they go BYU, Kansas State, at TCU. They lost to TCU by a touchdown last year. They beat Kansas State by a touchdown last year. They're at Iowa State. They only won that game by a field goal. They didn't play Texas Tech last year. So just okay. what we have so far. So we got to let me see. So let me let me go recalculate this. One and one, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, six. So now they're going to lose two. So they're six and three with two games remaining plus the push. So, so, so basically we've got, they've lost three games now at this point, they're going (laughs) under nine and a half. We've got them at eight and three with a toss up game. That's where we're at. Right. Yeah, exactly. So even if they win that game, they're not getting to 10 and the over under is nine and a half. Correct. I I see them as a, I see it. I see them as a nine win team. I do. do Now that we go through it, I think they're a nine win team. And I think I would take the under there and I would feel pretty good about it. Feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing the full exercise. <laughs> James says BYU has you holding your breath. It's you know, it's well, like you're not a Texas fan, obviously. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the Packers and Colts have the third fewest losses over the last 20 years of any team in the NFL, but they've each won just one championship. As a fan. Would you be okay with that? This is that is a crazy stat to me, first of all, because you know Peyton Manning hasn't been with the Colts in quite a while, so right. they they they've they've been just throwing quarterbacks at the wall and seeing what'll stick, and they've been enough to win regular season games. They don't really win in the playoffs, you know, whatever. The Packers have had one quarterback basically that entire time. He's just not good enough to really win them a championship. They won one, obviously, within there, but not consistent. In, 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 and they've lost so many home games. You know, what's crazy is like last week, NFL Network, they've been replaying a lot of the, you know, conference, you know, NFC, AFC championship games and stuff like that. They were replaying Seattle Green Bay in the conference championship. I believe it was 2013 
Okay. It was the year, and I'm sitting here watching it, and the Packers are up by like two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, hold it. Because it's, you know, I just turned it. I'm like, Packers didn't go to a second Super Bowl, did they? And sure enough, here comes Seattle. You know, that was the year Seattle ended up winning their Super Bowl. They came yeah. back, went to overtime. The whole, it was actually a great fourth. Like Marshawn Lynch had a classic Marshawn Lynch, you know, a couple runs in that fourth. But yeah, to your point, it's like Aaron Rodgers there forever. And we've kind of talked about this before. The Packers had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre for three decades. Only yeah. won two Super Bowls. One for and each didn't of them. Go to that many more. Right. You know, on top. Yeah. And it's funny. Irish Shytown says, as a Bears fan, absolutely. <laughs> I get that. I see yeah, where like, you're coming it, from. Like if you're a Notre Dame fan right, right now. That's very similar. One championship, you know, like that's kind of where Texas is right now. They've got their championship. It's been 18 years since their championship season. But like you know, Texas fans are pretty aggravated right now, pretty frustrated with where they've been. Well, but would you take that? Would you take that trade-off? Man. Take a championship. See, that's the thing. Like win a Notre lot of games, but yeah, 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 yeah. Notre Dame has won one championship in 45 years, 46 years, right? Is that good enough? 35. 35. It's 45. If you go back to their last one. Like if you, you mean, go back to 77. Okay, okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, they've won one in that big chunk of time. That's that's what I'm saying. True. Okay, yeah. So, that's terrible. (laughs) Like, I would that would suck. I would hate that very much. And I hate it as a Notre Dame fan. It's not good enough. And I would not be okay with that as a fan. Because, look, I, I tried to think about this as a Cubs fan, right? Where... I feel like one championship in my adult life felt pretty freaking good. And I'm that will that will supply me for quite a while. But they were losing all the time during the regular season. They weren't like it wasn't like they were making the playoffs over and over and over again and right. just losing. You know what I mean? So it's different when you're the lovable losers, right? It still hurts to lose, don't get me wrong, but Packers fans have been in the playoffs all, all the time. And they've got one Super Bowl to show for it in that amount of right. time. So. Here are here are the top how many teams is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Top eight teams. This is over the past 20 seasons. Okay. Of course, the Patriots have the fewest losses. The Steelers, followed by the Packers, the Colts, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Saints. They all wow. have one championship. And then yeah. you get back to the next team, Kansas City. Of course, they just won their second. So it's like yeah. very thin, mar- you know, in the NFL, the margin yeah. is very thin. Like I wouldn't have thought that the Colts had that many wins, you know, that few losses. Me neither. But like you Me said, neither. because of the fact that it's 20 years, most of that goes back to when Peyton Manning was the quarterback. And then you had a couple good seasons when Andrew Luck was the quarterback. And you know, like we were just talking about Quentin Nelson and, and that offensive line. Just a couple of years ago, the, the Colts were operating and, you know, like they were a quarterback away from being a championship team. And that's why they, they, they tried to plug that three years in a row with different quarterbacks. Look at where the roster is now. Yeah. Like it's really falling off in a pretty quick amount of time. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – it's amazing. As a fan, I think that that would be like you would take the championship 
sure. for sure. But to be that consistently good, I think that it would be, I think that it would be more frustrating to be that consistently good and only right. have the one championship than to have some of those miserable seasons, so many miserable seasons, and then get spoiled with a championship and then you know kind of fall back below the mean again. So I think it would be really frustrating it would to be. be that good that long, but only have one title to show for it. It's like I'm not even frustrated as a Bears fan because I go into the season with like zero expectations. You know what I mean? I mean, I would love for them to win a championship. I'd love it. But I just I don't I just don't see them that being the case anytime in the near future. And mm-hmm. so when you go in with zero expectations, it's hard to get let down, you know? And as a Packers fan, they go in with expectations of the Super Bowl every single year. They do. Right. They're like Notre Dame fans. And they're not being rewarded for that. That would be incredibly frustrating. It would be. Yeah. James says he wishes he could remember the 88 championship. He was born in 1980, so he's right around your age. Were you also 80? Yeah. That's what I thought. Last three days, but still. counts. Well, but uh, And then he says he's a Cowboys fan, and yes, he is frustrated. Join the crowd. Even though I'm wearing my Houston Oilers throwback (laughs) shirt today, as people know, I am a Cowboys fan, and it is frustrating, but... At least I can remember those three, those three championships. <laughs> Unlike Jesse, who was born right afterwards, and Father David, by the way, said, "Love the Oilers T-shirt." And somebody yeah. was kind of giving me a hard time about this. It's like, can you be a Cowboys fan and, and you know, and have an Oilers T-shirt? I the only reason that I'm wearing this one, I always like the Oilers uniforms. I always yeah. love the you know the, the oil Derek, and the powder blue, sure, and the whole thing. And two. They're no longer, you know, a team anymore. That's so true. That, that's that's true. why I feel like I can go back and do a little, you know, retro Houston Oilers. So like it's like, you know, it'd be one thing if Tennessee still had a, you know, the oil derrick on the side of the helmet. But they you want to know something sad, Sean? What's that? I hate the Oilers uniforms because <laughs> they are the same colors as my high school rival. Ah, that's true. And I just can't get past that. Red. Yep. I can't get past it. So, you know, this is where I'm at. Good call. Good call. Didn't think about that. (laughs) Uh, Indy Cheat Sheet wants to know how you feel about the September 23rd weekend, Notre Dame versus Ohio State and Bears versus Chiefs. Well, I feel really good about the beginning of that weekend and really bad about the end of that weekend. (laughs) And I will be... That Sunday, while the Bears are playing the Chiefs, I'll be watch. I'll be rewatching the Notre Dame Ohio State game, in pre- in preparation for upon further review, where we break down the tape, and I'm going to really be enjoying myself and not really worrying about how bad the Bears are going to get beat by the Chiefs. Good call. Yeah. Iris Shytown wants to know: Would you rather win three national championships over the next two decades, but have an overall winning percentage below 500, or one championship? but finish in the top 10 every season. I think I would take the three. I would too. (laughs) I would too. Two decades is a long time to go with only one championship. Although, like you said, we've gone two decades with Notre Dame and they haven't won I mean, think about it. Yeah. Like think about since 2003, there's your two decades right there. Would you take, would you take three championships in that span? Uh, I I would, I would take one. That's that's the problem. So I would take one. You know, I know what I mean? Yeah, I would take one. 
Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, man. I that's would tough. I would definitely take the three. I mean, yeah, I would some of those, you know, if you're below 500 overall, that means you've had some really bad seasons. And it also yeah. means, especially in college, that you're going through some coaches. You know, no one's no one's going to last that long. So, you, right. you know, it's like multiple coaches will be building it up in the whole thing. It would be like if Charlie Weiss won one and then Brian, probably Brian Kelly won two because there was no way Bob Davies right. – Tyron uh, Willingham, we're, we're no. going to put together a championship team. No. So. They, yeah, they barely put together a shopping yeah, list. It would be like if Charlie won one in 2006, BK won one in 2012, and then won one of the you know the two times they went to yeah. the playoff in 18 or 20. So, yeah. Boy, we'd be feeling a lot different about Notre Dame, wouldn't we? Seriously. We'd also still have Brian Kelly, though, so. And therein lies. <laughs> King wants to know, what's the importance of playing in Ireland? Are we recruiting there? No, we're not recruiting football players in Ireland unless you're talking about football as in soccer. And the, look, the importance is it's just it's unique. Fun for the kids. It's, I yeah. mean, what, what's the importance experience. of the women's basketball team playing in London? It's a cool Paris, experience. Yeah. Paris. I'm sorry. I, excuse me. Paris. Like, it's a cool experience. That's the yeah. importance. They're not, you know, Neil Ivy isn't recruiting uh, French basketball players, my guess. Uh, right. But it's a really cool experience to take your team to Paris. So, absolutely. That's what it is. Just like it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool experience to go to Ireland and you get to sell a lot of packages to alums yeah. and yeah. everybody else you know like i'm sure a, notre dame is going to get a cut of that so like, i don't see much in my twitter feed these days but it is filled with notre dame alums tweeting about the golf experience that they're trying to get people to buy a package to go so, play in there you so, go there you go yep. andre says i believe the coaching staff needs to turn it up five levels this will help the players with their confidence thoughts turn it up what does that mean turn it up five levels i don't I mean if you, I know Andre, you probably haven't been to a practice, but they are pretty intense. The coaches when they're at practice, if they turn it up too far, they're all going to have heart attacks and die. So I don't know that I would want them turning it up too much. And depends on your definition of turning it up. I don't know how that really helps Notre Dame's confidence level. I don't know that those two things kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they need a you know guys yelling and screaming all the time out there at practice. Right. I think they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yep. You know. The intensity level is just fine at practice. That's it's really not a worry that I have. No. Concur. So I'm going to get one more question in here tonight. Philip Rivers and his wife are expecting their 10th child. Unbelievable. And the cassette tape is actually making a comeback, apparently. There are some current, current recording artists who have begun releasing their albums on cassette tapes once again. What do they have in common? Well, here's my question, Vince. Which is more likely? You and your wife add to your brood, the uh, Diderio <laughs> household, or you would have the ability to actually play a cassette tape if I gave you one today. As in, do I have, like... Do you have the means to play a cassette tape okay. if I gave you a cassette tape right now? I was confused by the question because I thought you were questioning whether I would like know how to use one. 
Like if I gave I one to my know son. How to use one. Okay. But what I'm saying is, in your house or even a car. Like I don't know how old your car is. Like right. You know, like if would you have a way to play a cassette tape if I gave you one? See, look at this. You've actually got some cassette tapes. I'm impressed. <laughs> These are from my days of, you know, having cassette. There we go. How about the Temptations? Nice. That's my that's my style right there. Yeah. So got some good stuff in here. And so I was like, does he really think I'd never used a cassette tape before? But it's funny. I told my wife about this question. And, of course, she immediately took offense to <laughs> the fact that you would even ask me that. But I'm asking if you're having more kids. <laughs> um, but she's like, you, you realize. It's all in good fun. I know. That's what I told her. I go, I go, she goes, you realize you can't play a cassette. We have no means of playing a cassette tape at our house and i was like you know what you're right i used to have like one of those shelf uh players that had like the the the, the cd tray on the top and it had like the two cassettes right. on the bottom and you could take the the speakers off and put them like th around the room you know what yeah. i mean i had it from my dorm room and had like and a it, cassette deck on the front yep. kind of thing and it finally petered out and I got rid of it probably five or so years ago. I have no ability to play a cassette in my house. I have no ability to do it. So wow. this is these are like bookmarks. Like these are paperweights apparently now. Yeah, I've got like a whole like stack of cassette tapes because like that's how you know back uh, back in the day that's how we used to record. You know, like when we were doing live games, you know, calling Notre Dame games and stuff like yes, that. They did. would record on cassette tapes. I remember. And, you know, obviously at some point, you know, things went to digital. We had the ability to do digital back then, but we didn't have enough memory, I don't think, on the computer, you know, like to keep any of it. So, like, I've got all these cassette tapes of, like, old games and stuff like that. And I do have, because I bought it specifically so I could, like, you know, dub it into a computer if I needed, you know, to keep it. I do have, like, one of those... It's like I had one when I was a kid. It's just like, you know, like the, I don't know, you know, like it's like yay big, you know, like that, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a big rectangle, you know, that. Oh, yeah. That uh, and the, can, the, the door pops open and you yeah, put it in. Yeah. And, and like you can plug in your little microphone. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. And do like that. Exactly I haven't used it about. in forever, but uh, I do have one of those. Now, back in the er the mid 2000s, when I first started working with you and I was the runner during post game, you remember that, right? You you would give me a tape, and we would I, do the, that on mini disc. Remember? Those were minis, like the little the little okay. square mini discs. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. The mini disc never took off. It was supposed to be like the you know like the digital. It was like a it was basically a small CD inside plastic casing, and you put them in this. People yep. thought that the mini disc was going to take off, and it just never did. It was just easier to do like a digital recorder yeah. and transfer the audio. Sure. So. But that wouldn't have worked for what we were doing then because nope. Nope. we those were practically live interviews and I was, you know, shoving people out of the way. And, <laughs> you know, that was what I want to see. I want to see the eight track make a comeback. Did, did you ever like, did your parents no. ever have eight tracks when you were? A kid? That was officially before my time. And my, okay. my dad was big into like electronics. And I remember when I was like seven, he came home with like, you remember back in the day when you had like the, the hi-fi, you know, right. and 
he brought home like the cabinet and you put the various like there was a vinyl you know the turntable a cassette deck a this right. you know, right. that, and it was all boop, consoles boop, 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 boop. the console yes. thing yeah and they were all in like the and he was like we it was like surround sound and i i, I helped him you know install the surround <laughs> sound of this huge de- and we had that until the day i moved out you know what i mean like that thing was state-of-the-art at the time, and we're talking like mid to late 80s, right? And so he, I think he ditched the 8-track long ago. Yeah, I I actually want to start doing some searching and see if I could, because my dad, um, Father David says, I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, I found a Super Tramp 8-track. I thought it was an Atari game. It was super pissed that I couldn't play it. Yeah, like... <laughs> Super Tramp. My dad had like you know Simon and Garfunkel and Jim Croce sure. and CCR, you know, and all his like Waylon and Willie and all that kind of stuff on his eight tracks. I think he still has like a whole drawer full of eight tracks. Really, in his house back in Kansas, but no way to play them. We had like, you know, he had like what you're talking about. We had like a, you know, like the the record player and might have had a cassette deck i know it had an eight track that you know like that whole yeah yep yep. But then he also had like this little one of those little portable things like you would take to the beach and stuff like that you pop in the eight track oh and, yeah you know with the batteries and all that kind of stuff but uh he's got a lot of good tunes on the old eight track but no way to play it right now <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly i guess i've yeah. got no way to, like i was just looking through that and i was like there's some good music in here i've got no way to play it yep disappointing I remember popping in my my cassette tape into my Walkman, and cutting the grass, you know, like with my Walkman out mm-hmm. there, jamming along. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. That's what I remember, like, popping the tapes in the Walkman back in the day. And then, like, when it was, like, freezing cold outside, the, you know, like it would, like the batteries, everything would go sluggish and it would start going <laughs> in slow motion. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Oh, the good old days. The good old mm-hmm. days. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. We have uh, pretty much run the gamut with everything yeah, that we, we talked about tonight. Beautiful. And I can sit. I can smell French toast. We're having breakfast for dinner. You can smell what the Dutterios are cooking. All right. I'm excited about it too. <laughs> Tell her I apologize. Didn't mean to pry. You know, like with the. Uh... <laughs> it was great. it was pretty funny actually all right hit the like button on your way out and of course subscribe rate and review and we will talk to you tomorrow on ivy nation sports talk